Some have said that the direction of your focus is the direction of your life. For the Christian, our focus is crystal clear. We are to look to Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. In every area of life, we are to lay aside the hindrances of our Christian journey and look to Christ as our example and strength to live the life he has called us to live. So today, let's starve our distraction and feed our focus on the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to the Walk Talks podcast and today's Friday Focus episode. Good Friday morning and welcome back to another episode of the Walk Talks podcast. Micah and Micah here with you guys uh, for this Friday Focus episode. Thanks so much for joining us. We, we counted a privilege to sit down and have a conversation today. Yes. And uh, excited to uh, encourage all of our hearts on a certain topic. I got to tell you folks, as you're listening to us on this podcast, we are actually in the van for Southland Ministry Team. We're traveling today from Pensacola, uh, Florida over to camp for the men's retreat, which when you're listening to this will be in the middle of that retreat. And so pardon any car noises or anything else that's going on in the background, but we are not driving though. No, we are not. Say, no, which we is, are sitting in the back. We are letting our wives drive. So which if is, you hear any white noise or anything like that, it's not a sound effect we added in for your convenience. It's the sound effect of our lives. All so. legit. So several weeks ago, right at the beginning of the new year, we put out a podcast asking for you to uh, recommend or suggest certain topics or questions to be discussed on our Friday Focus episodes. And today we're going to launch into a three-week, three-part, maybe four-part series on a question that got submitted. It's a big topic, and it's an important topic that touches all of our lives, and that is the topic of spiritual failure. And the question was uh, along these lines that somebody sent in. It was, how do you respond when a quote-unquote major sin is made known in your life, and how can you quote-unquote come back from that biblically? I'm not aware of the specifics of this question, but I think we could surmise some of the different ideas that are represented there. When we think of big sin, big struggles that we're facing, long-term sin habits, um, how do you, how do we face those as Christians? And then they they ask the follow up question: Does this have to derail your entire life? And you know, Micah, this is a very important question mm-hmm. because this touches every part of every Christian's life and experience. Because mm-hmm. we're all going to fail, mm-hmm. and that's a comfort to think about. Even just right at the beginning, you're listening to two sinful individuals. Yep. <laughs> yes. Uh, which is very humbling, and you're a sinful ind- individual. And so learning how to, as Christians, work through those derailments and work through those failures is is really important. Mm -hmm. Why do you think that's important for us, Micah? Why is it important to work through those failures? I think it's part of our spiritual walk. And and Scripture over and over tells us again, you know, we know that we're sinners. Mm -hmm. And kind of coming to grips with that, you know, before you can ever fix your sin struggles, you have to acknowledge that they exist. And even as we were just talking now, the question said, how do you respond to a major sin failure? And I was even just thinking just now that big sins never really just happen overnight. Yes, that's it's so true. A, it's a course of you allowing little sin, little sin, little sin, and, and then eventually it grows into this huge monster that becomes a sin struggle. Yeah. And so even at the onset, this was not in anything we had written down beforehand, but I was just thinking, those little sins in your life that you struggle with, 
right now every day, they don't really seem like a big deal. Like you, you need to get a grip on those because yeah. those are the things that lead to big sin failures yes. later on, later on in your life. Well, there's so many biblical examples of that too, and individuals who had little sins. I was just thinking uh, of Samson. Mm-hmm. You know, here's all of these little sins that Samson commits, and we don't really look at his life necessarily in leading up. We know the whole story, but in leading up to his big, quote unquote, big sin with, um, with adultery and different things, but even from the very beginning of how he's introduced, he's disrespecting his parents. He's going against simple laws, like don't touch a dead uh, animal and different things like that. He's those little things then add up and Mm -hmm. it seems like, boom, here's this big sin. And all along, it's just, it's the little, the little habits in your life. Yeah. And, and a scripture text we're going to look at in just a little bit, it says, take heed lest you fall. You know, I think that's a really good, good reminder. In these couple podcasts, we're thinking to really emphasize the theme that comes from Proverbs 24, 16, that reminds us of two things. Are you ready for the two things? Here they are. Number one, a just man falls. And here he falls seven times. Even those who are trying to do right, even those who are um, seeking to please the Lord, we're going to fall. We fail. You fail. Every day. And here it says he falls seven times, the number of perfection. (laughs) <laughs> and I think that's ironic. It's very ironic. Here is a perfect failure. <laughs> Do you guys ever feel like that? <laughs> All the time. I feel like that often. <laughs> so that's the first thing. But notice the second thing in Proverbs twenty four sixteen. He riseth up again. He rises up again. And then the latter part, he says, but the wicked shall fall into mischief. And I think it's important to emphasize again, like we don't rise up on our own. And we're going to get to that as we talk about overcoming spiritual failure. But today we want to ask, three questions about spiritual failure when we talk about this falling seven times. Um, and question number one is this, why do we fail spiritually? It's a good question. It's an important question because we want to get at the root of spiritual failure. Yeah. And I think like we've already touched on, we have to understand that all of us fundamentally are wicked sinners and that's always going to be inside of us until we get to heaven and we have glorified lives. But understanding that helps put into perspective, yes. I think, the rest of it. Yes, totally. I understand that's our natural bent. Yes. Well, and Paul even talks about that all throughout his writings. It's like, in Romans especially, the old nature wrestling, being at war with the new nature. So even as Christians, there's some battle that's taking place inside of us. You remember that, that text? And I don't remember the reference off the top of my head, but he says something like, the things that I want to do are the things that I don't do. And the yes. things that I know I shouldn't do, those are the things that I'm... I do do. And, yes. and you're like, I totally relate to that. Yes. How often in our Christian life, yes. we know by principle and by way of intellect the things that we should or shouldn't do. And yet we still find ourselves naturally bent towards the sin and the sinful failures as well. So our old man is warring against the new man. And that's something to be be on the alert for in our own lives. And again, talking about mortifying, Paul says, mortify the members of your body. So what are we doing today to put to death the sinful passions and pleasures and lusts in our own life? Because spiritual failure is really just a product of my flesh. Yeah. And while we're here, I don't, not to use this as an excuse, but just the idea of, yeah, we have to accept that we're sinners, but we can't just live in that state. Yes. Like, 
can't be a hoe down the rest of your life living in the, you know, sad, depressed state because I'm just a sinner. This is just who I am. Like, yeah. yes, realize that. Yeah. But you have to do something about it. Yeah. So we're not saying, you know, all of us are wicked sinners. We're never going to be able to change that. Yeah. No, we're saying this is why we're sinning. That's right. But Christ has called us to yes. rise above that. And yeah, that's the, the hope of the gospel Yes, is that God can take us and change us. We even say the verse at camp, yeah. right, that I may know him and what the power of his resurrection. Yes. Paul says in Romans 6, it's the power of the resurrection yes. that actually helps you overcome yeah. sin, enables you to walk in newness of life. Yeah, so this is a message of really despair for us yes. as individual human beings, but individuals of, and human beings that are indwelled by the Holy yeah. Spirit, there's there's great hope. Yeah, and so just in saying in, in that, just saying, I would encourage you, yes, accept the fact that you're a sinner, but don't dwell on that. Because, I mean, I've been doing lots of, you know, reading on my own recently, just in the power of your mind. And the reality is if you're constantly dwelling on the fact that you're just a no good, wicked sinner, then you're just going to continue being a no good, wicked sinner. You have to focus on the fact that Christ has saved you. Christ gives you the power to overcome temptation. You have to focus on the good. Don't focus on the bad because that will become your reality yes. if you're just constantly focusing yeah. on that. You're going to get in a circle that you can't get out of. So. Yes. Yes, that's a really important question to consider. The second question we want to ask, and really these last two questions are very practical in, the, in our Christian lives, is where where are we failing spiritually? Think if you have a if you have a wound and you're bleeding out, what's the very first thing you want to do? You want to figure out where you're bleeding out. And so I think both like what area of your life are you sinning in, but also in a very practical way, like where physically? Is there one sin that you just, I mean, even we're talking, there's one sin that you're thinking about. Is there a physical place where you can think of, like, I tend to fall into this sin in this place? Like, you know, is there a room in your house? Is there some place at your school? You know, is there a physical location that you find yourself giving into this temptation on a regular basis? And if so, like, what safeguards can you put up? Yeah. Do you have any illustrations of that, like, from your own life? Oh, uh, um, I mean, the first thing that came to mind was back in college, like, the temptation to put off my school, to not be diligent in my studies. Like, if I was sitting downstairs in the living room where the TV was or close to the kitchen, like, I was way tempted to, you know, turn on a show, watch some YouTube, something like that, and not be doing my school. So I knew that if I really needed to study, if I needed to get work done, I needed to go sit in my room, go sit, you know, out yeah. in the front porch, sit somewhere where that temptation wasn't as strong. Yes. That's yeah, a that's, kind of silly example, but yeah, a real example. And that could apply to a lot of other areas yeah. in life with friendships and entertainment, even just something as simple as, Having your phone in bed, I know that that was a, a battle for me for a time. Is like just having access to the whole world wide web when the lights are out and it's 11 o'clock at night. I'm supposed to be going to bed. I finally just thought to myself, I should just get rid of my phone next to my bed, you know, because I know in that place I may struggle and I may have some some difficult times saying no to sin. So, like, why do I put myself yep. in that place where yeah. it's easy to be, yeah. easy to fall into, into sin? And kind of going right along with that is the idea of when do you find yourself giving into this temptation? And these two really go hand in hand, I think, because your physical location, I think, does have a lot to do. But also when it's not necessarily just a time of day, but an emotional state or just a state of mind or, 
you know, when you're really upset with yourself after failing a test or, you know, when it's early in the morning and you're nipping at your siblings or whatever, you know, yes. when do you find yourself most commonly falling into sin temptation? Yeah. Yeah. It's a really practical question. Good, good way to evaluate uh, the different struggles that we're facing in our life. Like I was reading just before we got on the podcast, First Corinthians 10, and I was super encouraged, well, convicted and encouraged by the verses there, because Paul there is talking about, he's talking to the Corinthian church, obviously, and he ta- begins to talk about what took place in the nation of Israel. And I'm reading about the nation of Israel, my devotions right now, and it's amazing to see how much they fluctuated and they were all over the place. They loved God one day, the next day they complained, and Paul writes about that. And in verses one, two, and three, he's talking about how they all went through the same exact experience in verse four as well. And then in verse five, that it says that he was not pleased. God was not well pleased with some of them and they were overthrown in the wilderness. And really, this talks a lot about our spiritual life as well. And Paul delves into that and he talks about how we shouldn't be idolaters. We shouldn't be committing fornication. We shouldn't tempt Christ. Verse 10, we shouldn't murmur. And in verse 11, he says, okay, all of this, he boils it down. He says, all of this happened for a reason. It happened so that they would be an example to you. And that's the verse I referenced just a moment ago. Let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. Because don't we read the scriptures sometimes? We're like, this dumb Israelites, you know, I would never be like them. And Paul turns it right back on us. He says, hold on just a second. Like, this is you. This is the struggle that you could be facing. This is the struggle and the natural bent of man that, that we all battle. And that's why verse 13 is is an incredible promise to us. And Paul says there, there hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. So he says, the battles that you're facing, the spiritual failure that you're facing, that I'm facing is nothing new. I mean, the Israelites face that as well. And then this is the key. God is faithful. He will not suffer you to be tempted above that you're able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that ye may be able to bear it. And I was just thinking, what a wonderful promise to end uh, this podcast on as we've talked about what it means to fail, why we fail. Does this define us? And we're going to see as we continue to study and think about failure and focusing our attention on why we fail and how we fail and different things like that, that really it shouldn't define us. No. It's not the defining part of the Christian life. And uh, so pray that God will give us all strength to, yes. to remember this and praise the Lord for his faithfulness to us as and, we go through temptation. And keep rising up. That's right. We, we can overcome failure by the power of, of the gospel and what Christ has done for us on the cross. Yes, Super thankful for that. We hope that you enjoyed today's episode of Friday Focus presented by the Walk Talks podcast. Make your plans to join us next week for another set of podcast episodes that will encourage you in your walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you.